Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. This is your honey badger here, giving it to you straight in the RV business as usual. Today is a very special episode. It marks the 11th episode on 9-11. So if you're listening to this, I'm recording this in Boise, Idaho on 9-11. I'm staying at Hampton Inn, sitting here with my brand new microphone and decided, you know what, I need to inspire people today. I want to inspire you to go camping. I want to inspire you to travel America, travel Canada. And it seems like we are now being visited, listened to, and watched in almost 75 countries around the world. That tells you something. RVing, camping, camper vans, wildlife, nature, vacation is a world wide phenomenon. I was looking at my YouTube channel statistics from August yesterday, actually last night. And there are people in Russia, South Africa, Congo, Germany, Puerto Rico, Brazil. I mean, I can't name them all. South Vietnam, South Korea. I was like, holy cow, man. This is truly a worldwide thing. Now, probably 75% of my views and my listeners come from the United States of America. But for the most part, it's a world, worldwide thing. If you don't, if you've never seen my YouTube channel, or this is the first time that you have ever seen this podcast, look up HBRV Lifestyle on YouTube and pull right up. Now, the one thing that you have to understand is like today, I'm not recording this video wise. I've, I've decided I'm not going to record the video because I look a mess and I'm not going to post this on the podcast YouTube channel. Beyond the fact that I am in a hotel room, <laughs> that doesn't help matters any. So I'll create another episode, a separate episode for the YouTube channel. I was inspired about five years ago. I noticed something. I noticed a trend with myself. I noticed a trend that I was constantly, constantly working. I was working a J-O-B, a just over broke. And if there was an acronym for career, it'd be about the same as job. And I noticed that even though I love the business I'm in, that I was never going to have the one thing that I need the most of now that I'm a father and a husband and an influencer. And that is the word time. It is the currency that we have the least amount of. That everybody cannot get more of. Some people live longer. Some people live shorter. 
I lost my uh, my wife lost her son at the age of 14. We've lost her mother and my mother-in-law. She was in her 60s. I've lost my grandfather. He was 88. So we don't know when our time is going to come. It can come any moment. So how do you buy time? You don't buy time. You create time. This is how I'm going to explain it. And and I'm going to tie this into the RV business, okay? Because you'll see where I'm going with it. Just bear with me. Bear with me. So I had to find a way to get out of the dealership. Originally, what I did was I drove Uber and Lyft. And and back then, um, uh, I would do part-time driving for anybody I could get a hold of. Deliveries, parcels. I thought that's my way out. I'm just going to invest, reinvest all that money into the stock market and I'm going to make money. That didn't happen. The next thing that occurred was I started seeing these factory reps. And when we used to go to the Pomona show, the RVIA show in Pomona, California, I didn't. It, it was like out of the movie Pursuit of Happiness. Have you ever seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness? Will Smith, when he's going down the in the movie, he's going down and he says, "Everybody just seems so happy." They're stockbrokers. These guys were ear to ear smiles. Now, do they have troubles? Every human being has troubles, but there was always a smile on their face. And I'd go out to dinner with them. I became good friends with a lot of them. Their life was exactly what I was looking for. I knew what kind of hard work it was going to be. It's not like I could walk right in. I was going to walk into the best job in the industry and not have to work. So I knew I was going to have to start all over again, no matter what. But I'm like, I want to get a brand. I want to be a factory rep. I want the time. I asked one of my buddies constantly, all the time, hey, where are you at? Oh, I'm at home, working out of the office. Oh, I'm in Washington State doing a show. Like, wow. Five years it took me to get that job. And, of course, I took the job in the middle of the, probably the worst timing on God's green earth because, of course, dealers are stuffed with inventory and interest rates are high, but I'll never, I, I figure I'd never get this opportunity again. Once you have that opportunity, you're supposed to take it. So how's that tie into things with the RV business? Timing is everything. There are a lot of people out there very scared, but if you have the ability to buy one and you haven't, And you're waiting till spring. You're not going to get any better deal in the spring than you are now. In fact, for the most part, 
prices will probably go up a little bit in the springtime because demand is higher. Some people will tell me, well, my, I need to know what my tax liability is. Well, that's easy. Go take your pay stubs. Go take your stuff. There's a, there's a calculator on the IRS website that you plug everything in, and it tells you exactly. I just did it last year. My buddy Doug and I at Beaumont RV, we, we, we did it together because we were like, there's no way. We're going to have to owe money. Then IRS has this calculator online on their website. And you can figure out what your tax liability is. Well, we're, we're waiting to see who comes into power at the midterm election. So you're going to let a bunch of, no, no offense these guys, but you're going to let a bunch of old white men Determine whether you're going to go enjoy a vacation next year. That's our problem. We don't live out our dreams because we let other people stop us. Or other people convince us that we can't accomplish that dream. I get a lot of comments on my YouTube channel. Oh, you know, you filmed that guy going down the road with a diesel pusher. I bet that cost him a lot of money. I don't even think he cared about the money. I think the smiles on their faces and the relaxation of getting away from the daily grind of our lives, I think that was enough for them. When I go camping, I went to Bishop not too long ago with my family and everybody around us had nothing but smiles on their faces. It's a different world. We are, when you're not worried about what Hannity is telling you tonight or Anderson Cooper or whoever your, your, your news channel is, when you turn them off and you go on, on a mini vacation somewhere, don't you feel more positive? Don't you feel a little less like the world's a drag? I know I do. I got more accomplished this year turning off the TV than I did in the first 10 years of this RV business. If I could go back to 2011 I would tell myself hey you got your first ever smartphone that has a camera on it go start a YouTube channel and film all the inventory imagine where I would be today instead of being a big four it'd be a big five obviously Matt in Tampa, Florida, and Josh the RV nerd would be one and two, but I'd be somewhere between three and five. But I am not unhappy with where I'm at. I'm at 2,300 subscribers. I make a little money from the advertising revenue from YouTube. I've got a second channel that is slowly growing. These are things that I'm working towards 
to get away from the mainstream. RV, the RV life, the RV lifestyle is the same exact thing. It is not, it is, is not a luxury item. It is a hotel on wheels. That's what it really is. It is a home on wheels. It's a hotel on wheels. I could pitch you as a salesperson that it's the best emergency vehicle, the best emergency evacuation plan you could ever have. If something were to happen to your home, if something were to happen to your job, God forbid something happened where you where we do have a recession that wipes out jobs. I don't think we'll get there, but just heaven forbid, just hop in your trailer and stay out of it for a while. It it takes a lot for someone to commit to this. Because it, it is not a necessity to live, but it is a necessity of life. Whether it's an RV or whether it's a boat, a travel trailer, a toy hauler, a fifth wheel, <clears throat> whether, whether it's a private jet, whether it's a cabin up in your local mountains that you own as an escape. It does, we need escape, guys. We cannot tighten our belts. And live our life in fear. I'm not saying that inflation, we should not talk about it. We should not engage in it. We should not try to help lower it. But if you stop spending money and altogether, then businesses will close down. And when businesses close down, it causes job loss. What you do is you take advantage of the opportunities that lie in front of you. So I'm going to use my business as an example. Most of the dealers I have visited have cut their mar profit margins almost down to nothing. You're pretty much anymore, if you go to a dealership lot and you're going to buy a trailer, you're going to get it for pretty close to what the dealer paid for it. It is a superior buyer's market. They're hoping they make a little bit of money from the bank. They're banking on you buying you know, an extended warranty, which I always recommend. They're hoping you spend money in the parts store. And a lot of them are going to survive on their service departments. Take this show, for example, this Portland RV show. I've already gotten a pre kind of list of what they're going to be selling and how much. And I'm like, how are you guys staying in business? And the answer isn't that. That's not the real question. I know what they're doing. They're freeing up their lot to get the new stuff for spring. 
So I know what they're doing. They're they're just liquidating all the old stuff, get rid of it, move on from it, add some cash flow back to the dealership or to the business, and then reinvest for spring and get ready for spring. So if you're there's obviously there's reasons not to buy one right now. You don't have the down payment. Perfect. You're rebuilding your credit. You're taking my YouTube courses on how to build your credit back to buy an RV. Perfect. Um, right now, you just started a new job and want to give it a little time. Perfect. There are actual reasons not to do it right now. But if you have the ability to, let shed the fear. Let the fear go. Money can be replaced. That's something I've learned this year. I can always make more money. There's always ways to make more money. It's whether we choose to or not. Interest rates are too high. Great. Refinance when they come down. I had one, uh, before I left Camping World, I had one guy I talked to that his credit wasn't outstanding, but it was good. And he didn't want to put a lot of down payment. Great. Interest rates are higher. He thought 7.99 at his credit union was outrageous. I'm like, dude, when I first got in this business, rates were at 18%. Heck, banks weren't even buying loans. Interest rates are a fluctuating thing. That's the reason why a bunch of people refinance their house. If you look at what happened over the last two years, tons of people refinanced their homes because interest rates were stupid low. Do you not think interest rates will go back down again? Of course they will. You're getting a good buy at a good price. Refinance the coach later. The other real thing that I want to cover on this is that at the end of the day, we have to be happy as human beings to enjoy our life. And it's hard not to go to a campsite, even when people are having... They're, even when their rig's breaking down, even when they're having just issues and issues and issues, they always find the moments to smile. They always find the moments to sit in front of a campfire, sit out with a fishing pole, and take in everything. Take in the whole sights and smells and sounds and the fresh air. And we make better friends. See, that's the thing about this lifestyle that I love so much is people look forward to seeing each other. They see each other once or twice a year. They made friends. I remember a lot of um, a, a lot of people I sold coaches to said, oh, we're going to meet somebody out in Timbuktu that's driving from Timbuktu, and, and we see him twice a year, and we drink wine, and we share stories. 
Because you find more people with more common things to you. You find more in common with people when you're out camping. When you're out in the RV lifestyle. Than you do when your next door neighbor screaming and yelling at you that your grass is too tall. Or that your kid threw some piece of paper on his lawn. Or that you're too noisy with that lawnmower. We're always walking on eggshells, guys. You got to think about it. Think about from that perspective. We are constantly, as human beings, walking on eggshells because we either don't want to offend somebody or don't want to upset somebody. When we're in the RV life, there's no eggshells to step on. Everybody, it, and, and it doesn't matter. That's the beauty. It doesn't matter what your skin color is, what your religion is, what your sexual orientation is, what you think your gender is. That stuff doesn't matter. It's so trivial when you're out at an RV park. When you're out with multiple families and you're getting to know each other and your kids all get along and you're all telling stories about how life is and complaining about how life is and everybody has something in common. Racism, toxic masculinity, all that stuff washes away in the RV life. It's the one place where everybody has common ground. And it's because we're amongst folks that are like-minded. My buddies, I had three black friends in high school. And we were inseparable for six years. Always doing, constantly doing stuff. Always constantly going out and just having a good time. Arcade. I took them on a fishing trip for the first time to Bishop, California. Now, you have to understand up in Bishop, they don't see too many people that are black, Hispanic, even Asian. They don't see a lot of folks up there like that because it's a little town mostly Native Americans and whites. So when they saw them, you know, there was a little awkwardness at first. But then all of a sudden, everybody's like, well, they're just human beings. We're all just human beings. And every year they looked forward to do going more. They're like, hey, man, can we do this twice a year? Because it's tons of fun, renting a boat in Lake Sabrina. You know, I got two of them to actually do float tubing. Caught a bunch of trout. People come over to our campsite and want to <laughs> share stories and cook marshmallows. And what you catch your trout on? Those are, the, those are the moments where we all realize that we're all the same. That we all have something in common. Those are the moments where it makes this business so much worth it. 
There's nothing better than watching a family or a couple come pick up their RV for the first time. Nothing like it. It's amazing. There's nothing like getting pictures and video of their first trip. There's nothing like seeing them when they come in for service and they have a problem, but yet they tell you about the problem. And the first thing they talk about is, oh, you know, we met this guy, we met this person, and now we, now we kind of have this group going. And the groups are so mixed full of different ethnicities and cultures. Because everything doesn't matter when we're out away from the world. Away from the everyday grind. So don't let, seriously, don't let a politician decide your fate. Don't let high gas prices or high interest rates blind you from the fact that this is the biggest buyer's market there has been since the Great Recession. It is going to be, it would be a tragedy if you were to miss it. Especially if you're that person that's been waiting for prices to come down. Everything's too expensive. Pivoting into we are at a, a crossroads where manufacturing is probably not going to have a lot of new stuff. Manufacturing on the fact on the RV side is going to slow down. There's not going to be as much product available, guys. And that's not a good thing for you the consumer because that means dealers are going to raise their prices. That's why I keep telling you this right now, September and October, I've been saying this for over a month, September and October are going to be the best months to buy an RV for the next two years. You're not going to get a better deal than you are in the next two months. Because once dealers start putting together their spring agenda or their spring projections, and they find out from manufacturers that they're going to cut back manufacturing because obviously you have, they have a lot of inventory right now. They're, the dealers are going to go, well, supply and demand. There's going to, it's going to go right back to where it was. Well, you guys aren't going to produce as much. So if I'm going to get, you know, everybody's going to start out with the same amount, we'll just all raise our prices back up to sticker or we'll start raising them or uh, lowering the discount. So you have to be aware of that. Keystone Springdale, a lot of these big manufacturers, large, massive manufacturers of travel trailers have shut down their overflow plants. 
because they're not going to produce as much inventory as they were the last six or seven months. So what does that do to prices? It raises them. It doesn't lower them. It raises them. So if you got the hottest selling floor plan in the industry and they're only going to make a hundred of them for the whole country, every dealer is going to hold on to the full margin of that coach. So now you see why I'm telling you and why I've been beating it into this podcast that September and October are going to be the best times to buy an RV, to buy a travel trailer, to buy a motorhome, to buy a truck camper or a toy hauler or a fifth wheel. The other thing you have to look at too is yes, the Fed is going to raise interest rates again. It's going to happen. Three quarters of a point. It's going to happen. But that does not, guys, you have to understand something. When I was in this business in 2017, 2018, the interest rates were at 6.99 and 7.5. Unless you're putting a large chunk of money down, then we can get you down into the the high fours to mid fives. But for the most part, most people only put 10% down, 15% down. Rates were at 6.99, 7.5. They went right back to it. It went right back up. So now you're averaging 8.5, 8.75. That's not that much of a difference if you look at it long term because you can always refinance the loan when interest rates go down. And remember, credit unions haven't quite caught up to the banks yet. Even though banks buy deeper and buy a better loan and give you a better term, if you're more worried about interest rate than you are payment, Credit unions haven't quite caught up yet. I was watching a, a, a dealer in, uh, well, I won't tell you what state, but I was watching a dealer that I walked in to prospect and, and they were working a deal and they were, they were just sending everything through their credit, the local credit union. They get a little kickback from the credit union. They, they get a piece off the ground and the people were putting zero down. Had good credit, out outstanding credit. So there are, there are a lot of ways around you saying, no, I'm going to wait. Honey Badger, I don't care what you say. Okay. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. My job is to give you the information. That's what my job is. My job is to give you guys all the information you need to help you make decisions and to understand their consequences to some decisions. 
I'm very transparent. They called me the honey badger because I think I don't care. I'll just tell you how it is. Well, yeah, I'll tell you how it is, but I'm telling you how it is because if I don't tell you, there's not a manual out there. You buy a car because you need a car to go to work. You buy a car or a truck because you need it. Even if it's more of a luxury for you than it is a, a need, it still is a need. A bank looks at it as a need. So it's different when you go buy a car. They sell more cars at a dealership lot by far than you do RVs because almost everybody can qualify for a car. Not everybody qualifies for an RV. Oh, sorry, I need some water. Let's look at some other things that are, are, are very interesting. How about the fact that right now show season is kicking off and there actually is real show pricing. So I'm going to be at the Portland RV Expo September 15th through the 18th. They're bringing three of my trip uh, Clipper travel trailers there, Kurz trailer. By the way, guys, Kurz trailer is a really awesome dealership. Uh, I love the way they do things around there. They're they're fabulous folks. Um, you know, being being at that show is going to be a lot of fun because I get to give people this kind of transparency in person. That's how I sold. People thought I was nuts. How can you sell somebody a travel trailer when you tell them every it's going to break? Well, I don't tell them it's going to break. I just tell them you have to have a toolkit and sense of humor. I tell people that at the end of the day, they're an earthquake on wheels. You got the best built travel trailer in the industry and it still can fall apart going down the road because literally it's eight earthquake on wheels. You know, what's the best brand out there? That's in the eye of the beholder. I think my brand of uh, single axle trailers I pedal is probably the most, let's say, durable of all the single axle trailers. It's more durable than Jayco. It's more durable than than a lot of the other competing Forest River products. Uh, it's it's better than Winnebago travel trailers. There's a lot of. I mean, it doesn't look pretty. But its functionality and its durability are up at the top. Lifetime warranty on the roof. You know, we use huck fasteners instead of welding. Um, you know, out of all the Forest River brands, we were had the fourth least amount of warranty claims last year. It just goes to show you that we have a pretty durable product. We know they know what they're doing about that factory in White Pigeon, Michigan. We have an excellent team. But there are some people that prefer the lipstick. Ours didn't have the lipstick. It's going to have lipstick now. Not much lipstick, but just enough. When you walk into the trailer, again, like there's so many functional things about my trailer that make it really good. I just tell you how it is, though. There's people... 
when I was uh, a salesperson and somebody came in and they, they wanted the most expensive thing on the lot or they want a high quality, they thought high dollar equaled high quality. That isn't always the truth. High dollar does not always mean high quality. Sometimes the least expensive stuff, sometimes as the most durable. You got to look at the, I always say you got to look at the pig. You got to look at the pig and you got to look at it. That's why I call it, you know, the, the RV's the pig, okay? If you put lipstick on the pig, it makes it look prettier. But still a pig. So you got to look at other things besides its looks. Is it healthy? Does it make weight? How's the skin? How much, what, what have they been eating? You know, I, I'm, I mean, it's a bad metaphor to use. It's a bad, bad explanation, but it, it's true. If you walk into a coach and, you know, it, it's priced really high, but it looks incredible inside, you got to look for the other things. None of them are perfect. See, that's the other thing that I'm starting to see a lot of people say. Well, they're built like crap. Well, they, they always have been. They've been built by human beings since its inception. They're not built by machines. They're handcrafted. They're hand-built. So when, when you tell me, oh, they're built terribly, well, first of all, they all need a shakedown period. Let, let me put it this way. If you're stopping buying an RV because you think that you hear rumors that, oh, the COVID built stuff's like this built like crap. Okay. You know, I, 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 I hear the same problems I've heard for almost 12 years during COVID. Oh, the craftsmanship's horrible. Oh, they did this. I've been hearing that for years. That was something I heard before COVID. That's nothing new. There's only so much you can do. And this is what I'm referring to. There's only so much you can do when you have the EPA regulating you heavily. If you want to talk about regulations, scrap regulations are huge with factories. You can't go over a certain scrap level. That's why they order the cabinets the same size. That's why they order all the doors the same size. You ever notice, guys, there's always a gap in the door above or below the bathroom door? That isn't for ventilation, guys. That's because they have to order all the doors the same size. Same thing with the cabinets. Well, they just custom make this cabinet over here. This would work perfect. Well, they can't do that. They order all the cabinet doors the same size to cut scrap down. Because if they if they have a certain amount of scrap that they're measured on and they're they're legally uh, looked after by the EPA, they could be fined. When you're a mass producer of RVs, you cannot custom make things. Now there are custom made trailers out there, custom made camper vans out there, like the Living Vehicle, for example. I worked with them for a while. They custom order per trailer, but you're talking about a starting ticket price of $250,000 for a base model trailer.
but they'll customize it for you any way you want. So there's only so many things you can do as a manufacturer on floor plans and design. And there are things that are going to go wrong because, you know, one thing you have to realize they're built in Indiana or Michigan or Idaho or Oregon or wherever they're built. And then they travel 15 to 1800 miles, 3000 miles. Depending on what route they have to take, 2,200 miles in some cases, through rugged terrain, rough freeways, weather. And then even then, they don't see all the problems. There could be problems that occur because they went over a big, huge bump going down the freeway. And you wouldn't see it until your first camping trip because something lodged after you went over the second bump. So, you know, do not blame craftsmanship on COVID. It is a RV business thing. This is not meant to be lived in. There are people who live in them. Don't get me wrong. There's people full-time in them. But their original inception was not to be lived in. It was to be camping in. And, there, yes, there are some that are better than others. We all know that. And there's those that have a reputation of not being so good. But don't let it, don't let things like that bother you. You know, it, it bothers everybody. Oh, God, you know, especially carpenters. If you're, if you're a woodworker, if you're a construction guy and you're really good at your craft, boy, your RV is going to bother you. And they're going to severely bother you. At the end of the day, it comes down to the floor plan. It comes to the sales people or, or, or dealership you want to work with. And it comes down to the money. What's the monthly payment you could afford? Because price and payment always correlate. Now, one thing that we do need to go over today that I haven't gone over today is I'm being asked a lot why is the used market crashing? Well, the used RV market's not crashing. It's coming back to reality. <clears throat> you guys have to understand something. And I, I think I've said this on the last two episodes. That during COVID, during 2020, 2021, the book values not only on cars and boats, but also RVs went up. There was a point in time where I knew I sold a trailer to a customer for, and I paid him three grand more for on trade than what he purchased it for after tax and license. Crazy, right? So what it's doing is it's coming back to the point where when you drive a vehicle off the lot, it depreciates. So I was about five months late selling the Mitsubishi, but we weren't done with it. The Mitsubishi Outlander I owned, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hold off, I'm going to hold off. I lost about five grand waiting. That's right, folks. I lost $5,000 in equity in my car waiting. 
but in all reality, it was fake equity. It was fake. It was inflated. It was wrong. Your RV depreciates. So guys are going to hit your trades harder than they did a year or two ago. So, oh no, I love what I get in my trade, but I hate the new price. Oh, it's too much money. The momentum's too much money. So I like what I'm getting for my shockwave though, but uh, yeah, 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 no, no, no. I, I can't spend that much money on a momentum. Are you gonna come down the price at all? Of course not. Getting retail for your trade, your fifth wheel toy hauler for uh, one with a, good, a lot nicer one at retail. Now it's gonna be wholesale to wholesale again. Crazy how that works, huh? So it's not crashing. It's coming back to reality. I'm seeing a lot of people online. So I was listening to a couple. I finally just started listening to some of my competition online on YouTube. And boy, these guys, some of these guys don't know what they're talking about. Love Josh, the RV nerd. He's, he's really cool. Um, you know, there's certain things I know he can't say anymore because he works for, he's, he's tied to Bish's RV. So I know there's things he can't say anymore. It'd be against their company policy and their confidentiality, probably the confidentiality clauses they have with him on his contract. So I'll say him, the market's not crashing. The market is correcting itself. It's coming back to normal. It's going back to, you drove it off a lot. You camped in it for a year or two. It's worth less money. And people used to tell me, well, I can get more for it on the open market. Now, we used to tell people all the time, go for it, because we knew they would. I watched a guy who came in with a, a Attitude toy hauler. It was wrecked. And he sold it for five grand more than I could give it to him for. And he sold it for two more grand than I would have sold it for. Now those same guys... Watch this. Those same folks can't give away their trailer. Well, it's not that they can't give it away. It's because nobody wants to tell them the truth that it depreciated. I was listening to this, this uh, video. Uh, uh, the guy was interviewing a GM of another dealership somewhere out in central, central United States. And he says, oh, you know, it's all Camping World's fault. Camping World slams people with all these fees. And then he was talking about the fees being an extended warranty and paint and fabric. Well, first of all, an extended warranty is if you're going to sell your coach. I, I got to cover this. This is probably going to piss dealers off, that dealer off, not other dealers. First of all, when you buy an extended warranty, and you get, let's say, a seven-year, so six additional years on top of the first year. It is transferable to the next customer normally for a fee of between, let's call it $50 and $125. Most people go, well, is it even worth it? Yes, it is, and no, it isn't. It depends on the customer you're dealing with. It's a negotiating tool. If you're going to sell your travel trailer, your motorhome, private party, because you feel like you're not going to get enough through a dealership, the extended warranty is a negotiation tool. 
65% of people will not buy an RV private party because it doesn't come with any warranty. 65%. That means if your coach does not have an extended warranty, you're fishing a pool of 35% of people. That's the fact. You can look that up for yourself. That's a fact. Fact number two is let's say the customer is part of the 35% and doesn't believe in extended warranties. Great. You get to cancel the, the cancel the warranty with your dealership. And within probably six or seven weeks, you'll get a check for a prorated amount of money for what you didn't use. It's that simple. If you're a, a and, and there's two ways to go about it. Most of the time, okay, I would let, let's say you owe 29 grand on a trailer, including extended warranty. And a guy comes in and offers you 26 but doesn't want the warranty. Okay. So this is what you do. You call the dealership and you cancel the extended service plan. They call it ESP, extended service plan, extended service contract, extended warranty, and call all kinds of things. And what you do from there is you tell them, hey, look, I need to cancel the warranty. I sold my trailer. And what they're going to do is they're going to send the check, the prorated amount of money, to the bank to pay down the loan. Once they have done that, then you can consummate the deal with the customer because then you'll have the twenty-six grand to pay off the loan. That's how that works. If, if, if you're having a tough time selling your coach right now because you're asking too much money, people are smarter buyers. There isn't the frenzy there was for the last two years. There's so much inventory on the market right now. You need to take a second look at what you're selling your trailer for or your motorhome for. If you've got a 2005 Dolphin, those are great coaches, by the way, by National RV. And you're one seventy-five grand for it. You didn't even pay seventy-five grand brand new, folks. It's a thirty to thirty-five thousand dollar piece. It's non-financeable. You cannot finance an 05. So it, you guys got to kind of start having some common sense thoughts about these things, right? So if you bought a trailer for $35,000 last year, an entry-level Wildwood X-Lite, you, you're, and you didn't put any, barely any money down, you got to go find some cash. The other option you guys will have, too, and this is something I was telling a guy yesterday. He, he was uh, texting with me through Instagram. I told him yesterday, hey, look. This is the best thing I could ever tell you is you can't sell your trailer. You don't have any money to write down the loan. How about this? Put it on RV share. Rent it out. Rent it out until you have the money to write down your loan. And then sell it. 
consign it at a dealership lot. There's another way to get rid of it. Consign it on a dealership lot. But the best way to do it still is still to rent it out. There's a consign. So I have a buddy of mine at, uh, he owns Coyote RV Rentals in Ventura, California. He's always looking for rental consignments. Always. He takes a small percentage or a fee and you get the rest. Same as RV share. They take a small percentage for their profit and you keep the rest and you can pay down the loan. There's so many ways out of a travel trailer or an RV without ruining your credit. But guys, you have to realize that they all depreciate. That anything that is registered with the government as far as DMV, it, it depreciates. It does not keep its value at 100% of what you bought it for. My refrigerator, I bought it for $900. $900 when I was at uh, Inventura. Had it for six years. I sold for 225 bucks. I can't sell for 900 again. Doesn't make sense. So you just have to think of those things as, as you're going along and you're 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 discussing this with your your spouse, your family. You want out or you don't need it anymore, you don't want to pay storage anymore, find a rental company in your area that'll consign it and rent it out for you. You don't have to pay space and you just make sure they don't pay you, charge you for space or don't charge you in some insane consignment fee up front. My buddy doesn't charge anything. He stores it at his lot. You have to keep insurance on it though. You have to keep paying insurance. You still got to have your own, your, you still got to make your payments on your trailer. But I remember one guy, he had his trailer rented probably three, four times a month before COVID. This is before the COVID frenzy. He get rented out three, four times a month. It made his payment insurance payment. And then when he finally had a nice lump sum of money, he wrote down the trailer and sold it off my buddy's lot. He consigned it for sale at that point and then sold it and sold it fast because he wrote down the loan to where it makes sense. Because there's just a certain there's a certain market out there, guys, for used right now. If you have a motorhome and you're trying to sell it, you need to be under sixty thousand dollars. It doesn't matter what year, it doesn't matter what make, it doesn't matter how many miles. You have to be under sixty thousand miles right now, or sixty thousand dollars right now. That is the most searched dollar amount on a Class C motorhome is under sixty grand. RV Trader released the statistics. The price point of used trailers people are looking for are under twenty grand, and the people looking for a motorized, the gas motorized, is under sixty thousand. Most searched, volume searched price point on RV Trader, RVT, or even Craigslist. So if you have that, you're going to sell it quickly. 
That's the price point everybody's looking for. Under 20 on a towable, under 60 on a motorized. Now, I mean, I don't care what year. I'm not talking about an 03 Winnebago Chieftain that has 200,000 miles listed for 59.9. You're a good buyer. No. I'm talking about if you had a 2019, 2018, oh, let's call it Winnebago, Winnebago Mini Winnie. If you have it between 50 and 60 grand on RV Trader, it's going to be soaked up like that that quickly by a customer. Gone. If you have her 89.9, you're going to get a lot of looky loose. A lot of ghosts, if you get my drift. So that's, that's the market right now on the used side. And dealers know that too. So now they're trying to basically get you to sell it on your own or consign the units. Now, once in a while, if it's a real clean piece, you'll see somebody step up. Uh, when I was at Camping World in Vacaville, I watched a guy go from one a $50,000 Class C, diesel Class C, you know, like a Mercedes or a Transit uh, uh, diesel. And we had a real clean one on the lot that was on consignment for $75,000. He stepped up. It was the right floor plan, the right color, the right miles, the right everything, and he stepped up. And I've seen the opposite. I've seen people just stick to their guns. This is my budget. This is what I've set myself to spend because I can afford the monthly payment at this price. See, that's what people don't realize, guys. This is all still about monthly payment, not just price. People know that they need to be under $500 a month. The only way they're going to get under $500 is if they stick between fifty and sixty grand. Because interest rates are too high. And by the way, a five or six hundred dollar payment is probably a twenty year term. With the rates the way they are right now. So if you're a customer with a used RV and you're trying to sell it private party, you need to write down your loan because you your your coach depreciated. Now, I'm going to do this last segment as more or less stop listening to gurus on the internet, on YouTube. So, so let's go over some of the guys that are really good. The guys that are really good are like Matt in Tampa Bay. He's got Matt's RV reviews and Matt's Tobel reviews on YouTube. He's, he's awesome. Josh the RV nerd, he's really awesome as well. Really good. Miles RV, he's really good. And there's probably two or three other guys out there that are uh, not as well known through the industry, but they have large our YouTube channels that do walkthroughs and uh, uh, teachable videos on diesel pushers or highline motorhomes. But guys, the gurus that want to sit at home, put a headset on, have special guests that have no clue what's going on in the market or if you're a person who happens to be living in their RV and you want to hop on a trend, guys, those are the gurus you don't want to talk to, listen to. You don't want to listen to people that, you know, want to be your wingman. No winger, I'm not talking about you. 
you need to understand that at the end of the day, guys like me, guys like Josh the RV Nerd, Matt, Matt's Tobel, Matt's RV Reviews, Miles RV, we have the pulse of the business because we're in it daily. We're not sitting with our headset in a coach and, and, and think we know everything because of our years of experience from 10 years ago. You know, it, it, listen to them about the basics. I'm not telling you don't, don't be a fan. I'm telling you when it comes to certain things like the used market or interest rates or where the market's going or extended warranties or gap programs, guys that sit up there, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to get slapped for this. I know I'm going to get a phone call about this from, from corporate. At the end of the day, when a dealership principal, when a dealer principal, an owner of an RV dealership tells you that an extended warranty isn't worth it, that we don't even sell it, either one of two things is going on. Either one, he's found a product he really likes and he includes in his price on his RVs, which I've seen that. Or number two, he's lying. He's trying to get his 15 minutes of fame or trying to get more attention to his dealership. First of all, anything that is priced right right now, and this is where I'm going to disagree with a lot of these groups. So I, I don't know why or how somebody got me involved in listening to some of these interesting people. One person said that motorhomes will no longer be sold in California. That's a lie. They're, the electric vehicles are for everyday drivers. They, they're not going to affect the RV or the boat business. That law in California only affects the auto industry. By the way, I have proof of that. I'm going to do actually a YouTube video on that uh, coming up this week. Second of all, the, the single axle travel trailer market is not crashing. It's readjusting back to normal. It, it just dealers are stuffed with inventory, guys. That's the bottom line. That's why they're selling them for so cheap. They're selling my, some, some of the dealers are selling the product that I represent for pretty close to what they bought it for. That's not a bad thing because they need to clear out the old inventory so they can get the new stuff that we're producing. So it's not a crash. It's a readjustment. It's a correction. And, and, and here's the thing. And, and by the way, to these guys, because what happened, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but these gurus kicked me off every single Facebook group. I have been kicked out of every single major Facebook group by these gurus, these RV gurus, because they don't like my transparency. I can see why Josh doesn't post on them. I can see why Matt doesn't post on them. I was posting on them for almost four years. Everything from answering questions, answering comments, and then I started sharing some of my YouTube videos on them. And for over a year, 
Nobody had a problem with anything I did. For four years, nobody had a problem with me answering questions and posting comments and posting pictures. These gurus get involved as admins now, and they give me the freaking boot. Why'd they give me the boot? I'll tell you why. Because they're scared of me. These YouTube guys are scared of me because my channel is growing. These guys with bad information or half-butt, half-assed information are scared of me. Because I tell you how it is. Because I'm not afraid of the mainstream media. I'm not afraid of any of that stuff. I'm my own person. I've grown. I've now started three businesses, two YouTube channels, this podcast. Um, you know, I, I have my regular job, my factory rep job. They hate me for it. Because they're losing subscribers, they're losing views to a nobody. And that's what I am. I am a nobody. I'm not a famous person. In fact, for the most part, I'm never recognized anywhere I go. I have over 400,000 views on YouTube in 75 different countries. And nobody's come up and said hi. Because I'm not famous. It's amazing that a little channel like mine... And people get scared. They start posting silly comments. I've watched it. I watched people who are gurus post comments on my YouTube channels calling me a liar. I don't know what I'm talking about. Flagstaff and Rockwood are identical trailers. No, they're not. If they were completely identical, 100% identical, then they have the same name. Forest River builds the Rockwood and the Flagstaff identical. Identical construction. It's the little differences because you can't just have, oh, we're going to make Rockwood and Flagstaff identical all the way around and we're just going to slap a different name on it. No, they learned their lesson. They started putting some differences. They're the tiniest darn differences on God's green earth. And unless you've been in the business as long as I have, you wouldn't even notice them. The interior colors are a little different. The exterior colors are different. The graphics are different. The faucet handles are a little different. The comforter and the pillow design is a little bit different. The things are the same. The hardware on the cabinets are the same. The colors are a little different, but the hardware is the same. The bathtub and the toilet and everything is all the same. Same fiberglass, same air conditioners, same solar package, same spots where they put the electric jacks, same design on everything else. It's the little aesthetic things that separate Rockwood and Flagstaff. And I like Flagstaff better than I like Rockwood because the colors, the design of the graphics, the design of the interior is a little different. It's just different enough and a little classier than the Rockwood. They're the littlest, tiniest differences. 
you know, Salem and Wildwood, it's the tiniest little differences, same construction, same build, same vendors that supply the product, different colors, different, a little bit different hardware, a little different design on the graphics and the paint. Because if they were completely identical, then they wouldn't sell. Rockwood outsells Flagstaff two and a half to one. So it just goes to show you that gurus don't like it when somebody from the actual business gives the transparency that a lot of us do. And I bet you Josh the RV nerd gets the same beat down I do once in a while. Because he almost says the same identical stuff sometimes that I do. So don't listen to these fancy gurus that have their fancy headsets in the middle of an office or a home looking for clickbait views to try to pay their bills with ad revenue. I am do this podcast and I do this YouTube channel to build a business. Not just, The ad revenue I get from my YouTube channel is just a bonus. In fact, I reinvested into the, the channel. I reinvested into my business. I make zero money with this podcast right now. Zero. I turned down two sponsors because they're not camping or RV related and I'm not gonna I don't want to sell I don't want to have insurance sold on my podcast. I should say I don't want life insurance sold on my podcast. If it was RV insurance, no big deal. So at the end of the day. RVing is a fabulous lifestyle to be in. I hope I inspired you guys today. I hope that a lot of you take this to heart and know that, you know, if you can, do it. Remember, I'll be at Portland RV Expo Show. September 15th through the 18th. Have a great week.